take selfies. Tommy and Jimmy, they're the new it couple. But Harrison barely played in Pittsburgh, and he's barely going to play in New England, if at all. The whole situation is all drama and no impact. All hat and no cattle. So that's that. Although we're still probably going to talk about it all day. The Penguins need a win tonight. That's a much more tangible situation. The Penguins host Columbus. Hear all the action right here at 105.9 The X. Chris Letang is out day-to-day with a lower body injury. This is the Mark Madden Show, live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. That's right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. If you'd like to go one-on-one with the great one, dial 412-333-WXDX or follow me on Twitter, at Mark Madden X. Look it, with Harrison, if he wants to play for New England, he can. Everyone says that Harrison got cut and can do whatever he wants. And again, but I can say it tarnishes his legacy as a stealer. I can say it's a bit traitorous at this point in Harrison's career. And I can point out accurately that this results in no financial gain for Harrison. And if he does win a ring with New England, it will be hollow and peripheral. I mean, as long as we're bearing our souls. The big thing is, the Steelers don't need Harrison. T.J. Watt is better. We're not going to move on, but the Steelers certainly should. And by the way, you all do know that T.J. Watt is scads better than James Harrison, correct? The T.J. Watt made James Harrison obsolete. But I will be honest. If I'm Tomlin, and I know the Patriots might claim Harrison and cause all this extraneous noise, then I cut McCullers because New England wouldn't claim McCullers. But Harrison won't help New England. I'm more irritated with Pittsburgh's continued adoration of Harrison than I am Harrison's departure. The truth is, I'm glad Harrison's gone. I just wish Carl Haglin would score a goal. Let's talk Penguins, and let's look at some numbers. Haglund has one goal in his last 29 games. Rust has zero goals in his last 11 games. Shane has two goals in his past 16 games. Riley Shane is the hot one. Like I said, that's not a slump. Those guys have just stopped scoring. The Penguins really need a win tonight. Saturday was brutal. That 4-0 loss to Anaheim at PPG. So now you've had three days off, and Columbus is back in town. You just beat him last week. Atkinson is out. Wenberg is out. That's two of their top offensive threats. A couple media guys in Canada say Latang is being shopped around, but I don't see that. Latang has a limited no-movement clause. He could rule out 12 teams. That makes Latang that much tougher to trade. And what would the return be for Latang because of his injury and performance? Uh, that's my point about the whole roster. Who can the Penguins trade and for what return? So I don't see an answer for the Penguins beyond just winning more games. And I reiterate, and will do so 
many times, I'm sure, between now and the trade deadline, I would not trade Chris Letang. Too much ability, too much upside, too little return, given his current form and recent injury history. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got Mike Rupp to talk Penguins at 4.30. We got the Hockey Night Show at 5.30. All hockey talked the last half hour of the program as we get ready for the Penguins and Blue Jackets tonight. And you can hear all the action right here on 105.9 X. We're so busy bitching about Harrison going to the Patriots. We're so busy worrying about playing the Patriots again after having blown a game that seemed all but wrapped up when the teams met a couple weeks back at Heinz Field. We're so busy fretting and having the boo-boo face that we're ignoring that the Steelers are an amazing story. They finished last season winning 9-10. If you tack that onto this year's record of 12-3, the Steelers have won 21 of their last 25 games. 21 out of 25. That is extremely hard to do in today's NFL. Mike Tomlin, the coach, he's got some critics here in Pittsburgh, and there are certain things I think he handles very poorly. But as head coach of a team that's won 21 out of 25, that's some rarefied air. Wow. And two of those losses were against New England. So that's 21 out of 23 against the rest of the league. If it wasn't for New England, the Steelers would be the dynasty of the millennium, the dynasty right now. I don't see another team that should beat the Steelers in a playoff game currently. Not in the AFC, not even in the NFC, if hopefully it comes to that. These Steelers have really turned a corner this season. And give full credit to Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, because that defense went from crap to above average in less than two years. Ben Roethlisberger started out bad this year, but he rallied himself and rallied that offense. Lev Bell and Tony Brown have been Lev Bell and Tony Brown, and you could not realistically ask for more. It's a great offensive line. Just go up and down the roster. The Steelers have become a really good team. They've won 21 of their last 25. That does not lie. And it says a lot about Tomlin. He has shortcomings, but he's no bum. He's a bit of a BS artist, but that is an elite record. The Steelers can beat everybody but New England. And just when it seemed like the Steelers were closing the gap, James Harrison switched teams. Damn it. We're going to talk about Harrison go to the Patriots from now until the Steelers play the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. A lot of what's been said is silly. A lot of what's going to be said will be sillier still. And the silliest stuff of all about Harrison joining the Patriots is crap like, well, he needs a job. He's got to feed his family. Uh, right, okay, feed his family. Well, he's made $43 million on his career. That should at least cover lunch for the kids. And then you got some idiot in the Boston media who tweeted, Peep the banners, James. We don't believe in participation trophies either. Unquote, you know, because a couple years ago, Harrison's kids 
got participation trophies at a football camp, and Harrison made the kids give them back. Now, what the Boston media dope tweeted, that sounds good until you realize the Steelers have six Super Bowls and New England has five. So peep the banners here, bitch, before you run your trap. Uh, Boston is crowing about getting James Harrison, bragging and talking trash, and you know why? It's not because Harrison's going to help New England or even play very much. No, Boston is happy because they are banging our old chick. That's what they're doing. They're banging our old chick. She's not as hot as she used to be, but metaphorically speaking, make no mistake, that's what's going on here. Boston is banging Pittsburgh's old chick, and they're laughing about it. Uh, Jonathan Vilma, the former linebacker, said on ESPN that the Patriots picked up Harrison for intelligence and nothing else, to pick his brain and not to play. Vilma said Harrison is washed up, and he will probably not get on the field for New England. If that's the way it works out, if Harrison goes to New England and Belichick does get him to rat on the Steelers and never uses them, that makes Harrison a rat and not a football player, and that makes James Harrison look like a fool. For anybody who thinks for sure James Harrison is going to come out of this looking good, I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Going to be an interesting move made in the NFL. This is going to put a coach with a successful history with the Steelers in need of a job. I'll tell you about that in a couple minutes. And I'll tell you what I would do when Bruce Arians comes available to hire. I'm Mark Madden, live at Buford's on 5th, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He erupts, he clears his throat, says something meaningless. Dude went in a fight, Lemmy or God? I think it's a trick question, Lemmy is God. DX at 105.9. Here's a little piece of hot news. It's being reported that Bruce Arians is going to part company with the Arizona Cardinals, not be their head coach anymore. Should the Steelers fire Todd Haley at season's end and bring back Bruce Arians as the offensive coordinator for one more run with Ben Roethlisberger, assuming Ben wants to play again next year? The stats and standings and results all indicate otherwise. The stats, standings, and results all indicate Todd Haley is a success. But I'd do it anyway. Bruce Arians got a little more out of Ben because he put Ben at a little more risk. And with Ben's career coming to a close anyway, maybe it's logical to do that. Besides, who Todd Haley ever beats? 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Antonio Brown has been voted MVP by his Steeler teammates. That's the third time he's won that award. Ben Roethlisberger, the greatest quarterback in Steelers franchise history, 
has only won the award once. Now, since the turn of the millennium, only two white players have won the Steeler MVP as voted on by the Steelers players. Just two white guys, Ben once, Heath Miller once, since the turn of the millennium. I'm sure that is mere coincidence. Let's go to Rick in Dormont. Rick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. I'm sure, as you're well aware, it's the 17th anniversary of the comeback game, which actually is the first hockey game I ever watched. My stepdad right, right. Mario Lemieux's comeback game on December 27th, 2000. Right. Um, so that, you know, it just fostered a love for the Penguins for me. But I just want a perspective on what you, what you thought when you heard the news break and your, just the atmosphere of the game. Well, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Uh, it's the loudest I've ever heard the Civic Arena. The loudest ever. Sound had feel. Your shirt collar ruffled. The same with your pants leg because of the noise. It was loud and it was consistent. The noise just, it, it would ebb and flow, but it would never die down. Uh, one of the happiest nights of my life. It was so much fun. Uh, when I heard Lemieux was coming back, uh, I reported it first, although I don't think history notes that because I'm only a radio guy. Kevin Allen broke the news nationally, but uh, I couldn't believe it. I never thought it would happen. And here's a little entertaining footnote to that, and thank you for the call, Rick. Uh, Tom Plasco, who has since passed away, unfortunately, he was Mario's massage guru. And I ran into Tom Plasco at Blush because he used to give massages to the porn girls like Jenna Jameson when they would come into town. And Plasco was hammered, and he was babbling. And at one point he goes, big guys coming back, working out, getting in shape, big guys come back. I had no idea what Plasco was talking about. So then when my friend D. Rizzo calls me to tell me that Mario's coming back to play, and Mario was gracious enough to allow me uh, to his private workouts down at uh, RMU Island Sports Center, only uh, Stan Saverin and I had access to those every day. When Riz told me Mario was going to play again, I thought back to Plasco and I said, oh my God. Big guys come rock. I just couldn't figure out what the hell he meant at the time. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Let's go to Jim on two seventy nine. Jim, you're on the Mark Madden show. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Jim. I uh, just wanted to talk about the James Harrison thing real quick. You know, everyone's making such a big deal about playbooks and calls. We have well over a month before we would even see them again. I'm pretty sure that the Steelers coaching staff would be smart enough to change some things around before then. Just getting your thoughts on it. Well, do you think James Harrison knows a ton about the Steelers' offense? The defense, maybe. Do you really think he knows a ton about the Steelers' offense? Or was he more worried about his own job on defense to memorize the offensive playbook? You know, to be perfectly honest, I think that, you know, as you know, good of a player as he was, you know, I don't think he put in, as soon as he saw his playing time drop, 
I don't think he put any real, you know, effort into, you know, keeping up. Well, with you, you have no way of knowing that. Uh, thank you for the call. And James Harrison certainly always did his best to stay in shape. And, and I'm sure he's cerebral about the defense, and in particular what his role in it was. Then again, the role of the player in that position at that outside linebacker spot has changed a great deal since Watt took the job away from Harrison because Watt drops back into pass coverage a lot more. So I think any knowledge James Harris could pass along to Bill Belichick about the Steelers would be primarily on the defensive side of the ball and even minimal at that. I really don't think he would help the Patriots that much with his knowledge. I think mostly, and I'll talk about this extensively a bit later, I think mostly it's just a dink move by Belichick. I think Bill Belichick's good at two things, coaching football and being a dink. I think this is exploiting his talents when it comes to the latter. 412-333-9939, the number to call up. There's a movie coming out. I think it's called The Commuter, and it stars Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson has found a late career as a 90-year-old action hero. Well, I guess he's really 65, but Jonathan Banks is in the movie, too. Mike Ehrmantraut from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I, I can just picture this movie, The Commuter. I bet Liam Neeson and Jonathan Banks are going to be chasing each other around with walkers. John Tortorella, the Blue Jackets coach, spoke to the media today. He said he hates the Penguins. Funny. I never previously got that vibe from him. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Going to talk to Mike Rupp. Later this hour, it's the best talkie talking time. Excuse me, next hour, it's the best talkie talking time. You can hear it only on the X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark? Yes? I have a crush on you. What a gutless bitch the Hebrew hammer is. We keep it real. What a bubblehead. <laughs> the X at 105.9. Some interesting quotes by Bud Dupree of the Steelers regarding the departure of James Harrison to New England. Dupree said... He doesn't want the media to turn James Harrison into the victim or portray that the Steelers made him leave. Quote, he chose to leave. He chose to leave, and he did, unquote. Uh, that's simple, but I think right on the money. I reiterate, James Harrison didn't need to get a job. He doesn't need to put food on the table. He didn't have to go to New England. This is about his pride and ego and about James Harrison always making it about himself. Here's a legitimate question, and I'd love to hear from you on this at 412-333-WXDX. Pittsburgh, what is the infatuation with James Harrison? Why is he beloved by you here in Pittsburgh because he's certainly done some things to detract from that and while Harrison is very good he's not mean Joe Green he's not one of the top 10 Steelers ever he's not even the best Steeler of his era so why the adoration to the degree James Harrison gets it 412-333-9939 and make no mistake, Harrison isn't the best stealer of his era 
or even close. Ben and Pulamalu for sure better. That's off the top of my head. Maybe there's more. The fans and media in New England say Pittsburgh shouldn't feel betrayed. Okay, imagine if Teddy Bruschi or Rodney Harrison or somebody else that's a Patriot quasi-legend. Imagine if he came to play for the Steelers at the end of a season when both teams are contenders. Those jerks in Boston would be wetting themselves if that happened. If it benefits your team, it's just business. If it hurts your team or insults your team, then a sacred bond has been broken. It's all in the eye of the beholder. You know, when I saw that uh, selfie of Debo and his new buddy Tommy, I thought to myself, there's a guy who really wants desperately to be liked. Uh, speaking of really wanting something desperately, I really want Pittsburgh to beat New England now in the playoffs. Because if New England beats the Steelers in the playoffs, a lot of you Nimrods are going to be like, see, Debo made the difference. Big mistake by Tomlin. Even if Harrison doesn't play, some of y'all going to say that, and that will make me vomit. Almost as much as I want to vomit when the citizens call Harrison Debo. Like they know him. Like he's their friend. Like he'd cross the street to piss on them if they were on fire. Which Debo definitely would not bother to do. Let's go to Kelly in Springdale. Kelly, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Kelly, you're on the air. Hey, Mark. Happy New Year to you. Um, yeah, it's another James Harrison. Sorry. Um, I was just wondering, when he got released, do you suppose that he was like, I'm going to the Patriots, that's just where I'm going, I'm not going anywhere else, or did the Patriots just snatch him up? I don't know. I would think he had to clear waivers, and the Patriots would be the last team to have a chance to get Harrison via waivers. I'm assuming everybody else passed on him. Uh, the guy's 39, Kelly. I don't know why there would be that much interest in him anywhere, even in New England. And it goes back to what I said earlier and what I wrote today on my blog, which is I think Belichick picking Harrison up is just a dink move more than anything else. His way of tweaking the Steelers. Let's go to Rob in the car. Rob, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Good, Rob. Hey, you say, uh, why wouldn't the fans uh, love Harrison? Well, why not? He was an undrafted free agent, turned into the all-time sack leader. Right. And he had, and he had taught one of the top three biggest plays in Super Bowl history for the Steelers. Why wouldn't oh, no, he probably had the top play in Super Bowl history for any team, let alone the Steelers. But uh, he's not mean Joe Green. It's not like Jack Hamm in his prime left. It's it's a guy at the end of his career who barely played this year because he wasn't good enough. So I don't see why him leaving is being made into this this tragedy, this drama. Let's go to Vito downtown. Vito, you're on the Mark Madden Show. How you doing, Mark? Terrific. I, t I totally agree with everything you just said. The fact of the matter is if he was any good anymore, he'd be playing. He's not very good. He's, he's kind of slow. 
And realistically, he hasn't been good since Tebow pretty much uh, took care of him in the playoffs that year. No, that's not true. No, that goodbye. Goodbye. Don't be stupid. Don't try to make your argument work by lying. Harrison was very good last year after he jumped into the lineup at midseason. And he helped them go from a 4-5 and five team to an 11-5 and five team. But this year, at midseason, when I do bet that he was told he'd start to get snaps, they were in the middle of an eight-game winning streak, and T.J. Watt was playing great. I'm sure certain things were promised to Harrison, but coaches break their promises all the time based on how the team's doing and based on how individuals are doing. And I think Harrison got his... Nickers in a twist over that, started to make problems, and I would bet that's why Tomlin released him, although that story certainly hasn't broken. You see, the local football writers won't break that story. They won't dig to break that story. It'll take a national football writer to do it, but Peter King, ain't nobody is a better reporter than him. Peter King said today that he is still confused as to why the Steelers released Harrison let alone doing it now. Let's go to Maverick on the Turnpike. Maverick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double M, how goes it? It goes okay. So Mike Tomlin's been criticized by uh, a lot of people for a number of years being a buddy coach. And I was just wondering your insight. With him cutting his quote-unquote buddy, James Harrison, does this show that Mike Tomlin's turning a page this year uh, even going back to Benjamin Martavis for a week and now cutting I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I do think Tomlin has been too close to the players. I think in particular he's been too close to Harrison in the past. I think him getting uh, the last couple contracts of his Steeler career were more because Tomlin and Harrison were buddies as opposed to perceived usage of Harrison. And I think this year certainly bore that out, although, again, as I just said, Harrison had a pretty good year last year. But I do think Tomlin can't be too close to players. Does this move mean that he's going to get away from that? I don't know, Maverick. I will say, I haven't heard a player defend Harrison yet. You just heard what Dupree said. He said that Harrison chose to leave. And uh, all the other quotes from players, they haven't gone after Harrison, but they haven't said what a tragedy it is that he's left. I'm not saying they were glad to see him go, but uh, not crying over his departure uh, speaks volumes as well. Let's go to Corey in Mount Pleasant. Corey, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, thanks, Mark. Big fan, big fan. Um, hey, I just maybe I'm just drowning in my yinzer, but like, I just always wanted to see James Harrison go out like uh, like a Heinz Ward, like a Palomalu, like a Bettis. Uh, you know, with you know the big fireworks, you know the terrible towels in the background. And actually, fan, actually, feel- in some ways, James Harrison is going out like everyone you mentioned because he stuck around too long. I'll I'll have to agree with you on that and let you go to your next call. Thank you for the call. Uh, a lot of guys in recent Steeler history have stuck around too long. Then again. It's a franchise that has always let its legends stick around too long, which is why after they won the four Super Bowls in the 70s, the Steelers clearly had a dry patch and didn't rebuild like they should have because Chuck Noll wouldn't cut his Super Bowl veterans. He let them determine uh, their own exit. And in football, uh, more so now than then, but in football, 
you just don't determine your, your own fate. It's determined for you, at least if the football team is run correctly. Uh, Hines Ward at the very end. Catching one-yard passes to crawl his way to a 1,000 career catches. I was never a big Heinz Ward fan, but I'm sure even the most diehard supporters of number 86 would agree that that was a pretty pathetic scenario. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, a tweet by a fan, I think, totally summed up how I feel, how you should feel about James Harrison departing for New England, and we'll get to that at the top of the hour. We're also going to talk about replay because that controversy, well, it's replaced taking an E during the anthem as what everybody's talking about when it comes to the NFL. You can't eliminate replay, but the NFL absolutely has got to fix replay, and I'll tell you how I think they should do that in just a little bit. You're listening to Mark Madden live from Buford's on 5th Avenue, 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. You're like, what the hell? Hey, Mark. Hey, what? Super genius, big fan. It's Ringling Brothers time. The X at 105.9. Wow. Here's some hot news. Tim Benz talked to Marquise Ponce about James Harrison's departure. And Ponce ripped the lid off it. And he ripped off James Harrison's head as well. Wait till you hear these quotes. Ponzi said of Harrison, and I quote, he erased his own legacy. Marquise Ponzi said that about James Harrison. He erased his own legacy. Ponzi continued, he wanted to go. It's funny to read the stories. It's something he wanted to do. He needs to come out and admit that. Quote, if you don't want to be here, just come out and say it. Don't make it seem like it's the team's decision. You think the team wants to get rid of James Harrison? Come on now. Quote, the team didn't do anything. If I wanted out, I wouldn't let the team take the blame. That's me as a man. I'm glad the team is being respectful, but we are going to speak the truth. Unquote. And in parting, Marquis Ponzi said to James Harrison... Bye. Have fun. Unquote. So, reading between the lines provided by Marquis Ponce, Harrison asked to be released because he wanted to go to the Patriots. How could I conclude anything else when Ponce says stuff like, don't make it seem like it's the team's decision? Unquote. So there you have it. Marquise Ponce, well, put it this way, if Harrison didn't erase his own legacy, as Ponce said, what Ponce said goes a long way toward doing that. Uh, you can check out the quotes at Tim Benz's Twitter, at Tim Benz PGH. I'd like your thoughts on what Ponce said, and apparently some other Steelers have said similar, that Harrison wanted out. And that the team shouldn't be blamed because Harrison's now with the Patriots. 412-333-9939. Uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, I'm embarrassed that I couldn't have figured it out before Marquise Ponce said what he said today. 
No Quarter brought to you by McDonald's. I'm loving it. And I'm indeed loving this. Loving what Marquise Ponzi said. I want your reaction. 412-333-WXDX. Uh, Penguins play Columbus tonight. We got Mike Rupp, the former Penguin. He'll join me at 4.30 to talk about the Penguins who, if they're not in free fall, they certainly are struggling. Right now I want to talk a, a bit about instant replay while we wait for your calls to comment about what Marquise Ponzi said about James Harrison. I keep hearing people, and I read people writing, that the National Football League needs to eliminate replay. You can't eliminate replay. But the NFL has to fix replay because replay is overwhelming the National Football League. Every big play comes with a disclaimer. Maybe it's going to count, and maybe it's not. The games are robbed of their spontaneous emotion. You hold your breath. You wait and see. So here's a couple ideas. Limit replay to the coaches' challenges, period. And cut those down from three to two. Forget about the automatic reviews inside two minutes and all the scoring plays. Replay limited only to the coaches' challenges. Uh, better yet, only review turnovers. Turnovers decide games. Those are the biggest plays of all. So let's narrow things down when it comes to replay. You can't eliminate replay. You can't go backwards and say it doesn't matter to get the calls right. But since getting the calls right does matter, in conjunction with limiting replay, have stricter standards for your game officials. Make them younger, limit the length of their careers, make them stay in shape, test their eyes. There's way too many old, fat, blind guys out there in zebra stripes during National Football League games. Let's go to Rob in the car. Rob, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mr. Madden. I, uh, You know what? I'm right along with the Steelers on that. I kind of, in hindsight, looked at the way everybody was talking about it, and I heard what you had to say. You know what? That all makes sense. He left on his own. He didn't play. He wasn't capable of playing. I think you hit it right on the head. But I did have a question for you while I was on. Well, I, I should have figured it out. Everything Ponzi said, I should have figured out. Because it's apparent now that Harrison asked to leave with the intention of going to New England. But go ahead. Who wins in a fight? Joey Porter, James Harrison, or Greg Lloyd? That's absolutely irrelevant. I wish they would all kick the crap out of you and any children you may happen to have. Let's go to Nick in California, PA. Nick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Big fan. Um, I was just calling in. I, I liked your take on the uh, the pouncy thing, and I think that that's a good point. Uh, I was wondering if you had an opinion on the Patriots tweeting out the picture of Harrison in the Patriots jersey and saying things like "Go Pats." I know. Well, why wouldn't they? And say that you know the NFL likes them more, but why wouldn't the Patriots tweet out a picture of James Harrison in the Patriots jersey? He's a Patriot now. What, the what's NFL to prevent to, them? The NFL Twitter. The, the, the Patriots are a member team in the National Football League. Why wouldn't they do that? It's big news. Come on, bro. Don't look for being offended 
where it's just not happening, or at least shouldn't be happening. Harrison's a dink. The Patriots are dinks. They belong together. They finally found each other. Let's go to Jake in Beachview. Jake, you're on with Double M. What's up? What's going on, what man? Up? Hey, I, uh, I heard some quotes earlier in the season about Tomlin saying something about Harrison along the line. He said he was a uh, like a vintage car and all this stuff. And I think Harrison took exception to that because he wanted to get in the reps because he put T.J. Watt in over him and all this stuff. And I got to tell you, I think after I read that quote, I said, said to myself, he's not going to like that whatsoever. And no, I don't this, think him being called a vintage car had anything to do with him wanting out. I think him not playing and being put on the back burner behind T.J. Watt and having his pride and ego bruised is why he wanted out. Let's face it, the guy's an absolute narcissist. Look at all the workout videos he posts. Like anybody would possibly care to see those. The guy is about himself first and second and screw everybody else. He's a jerk and a bully and a domestic abuser, and I'm glad to see the back of him. If Pittsburgh really thought about it, everyone in town would be glad to see the back of him, especially given the circumstances now revealed by Marquis Ponzi regarding his departure. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. In just a minute, I'm going to give you a tweet that sums up how one person felt about James Harrison going to New England and really how all of Pittsburgh should feel. 105.9 The X.